When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This podcast is brought to you by RWJ Barnabas Health, the official healthcare provider of Rutgers Athletics. And welcome to another edition of the Inside Rutgers Athletics podcast. This is Jimmy Gill. Thanks for joining us. We're joined by Rutgers baseball head coach Steve Owens for his weekly update. Scarlet Knights are coming off a series sweep at Nebraska, winning 9 to 4 on Friday, 6 to 5 on Saturday, and 6 to nothing on Sunday. It was the first road sweep for the Scarlet Knights in the Big 10 since joining the conference. So coach, five game winning streak now. Just what were your impressions from this weekend and what were the keys to success out here in Nebraska? Well, there was a lot of keys to success, but I mean, overall, um, it's probably the best weekend, you know, that we played three days in a row the whole year. Um, and, it, and it came at a good time. Uh, so I'm, I'm really pleased with, with how the guys performed in a lot of different ways. Um, and, uh, you know, we were fortunate to come out on the, on the right end of, of, of some close games and, and do a lot of things well. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're excited to, to be playing, you know, games at the end of the year and in, in, in a meaningful, you know, meaningful situation. Yeah, so looking at this series here on the Friday game, Nebraska did go up early one to nothing, and they had a 3-2 to two lead through five, but Harry Rakowski was able to settle it and allow the team to rally late. So just going back to Harry real quick, he uh, picked up seven strikeouts in the game. He became the fifth Rutgers pitcher to reach 200 career strikeouts. What can you say about that accomplishment for Harry? Well, it's, it's a great accomplishment. You know, obviously very few others in our program history have done that. And, um, you know, most of the time Harry's been pitching the Friday game against another team's, you know, ace pitcher in league play only. So, you know, when you, when you, when you look at that accomplishment and, and a kid has pitched almost his entire career against the other team's best pitcher 
on the most important, you know, day of the weekend, it even amplifies it more and it, it's, it's more impressive. So he's been a bulldog. Um, you know, he's, he works hard and he's taking the ball every weekend and, and, and grinding through his starts. And some of them, you know, electric and off the charts and some he's had to fight really hard to get through. And, um, uh, you know, no matter what, we get our best effort from Harry every weekend. So he allowed the team to make that comeback, scored four in the eighth and three in the ninth and a nine to four win. So just going to that rally there, several walks hit by pitches. But I think the real thing, the real stat from this game was eight for nine as far as getting runners home from third with less than two outs. What did you see in the at-bats late, especially against this Nebraska bullpen that hadn't given up a run in over 20 innings coming into the weekend? Well, we did a good job with, with uh, you know, getting some runners in without getting hits. We haven't done been great at that all year. We've been scoring with extra base hits and home runs, uh, creating scoring opportunities and sometimes coming up short for, by getting runs without hits. Um, but, you know, we've been teaching it and preaching it. And, um, you know, lately we've been doing a better job at it. So hopefully our players can lock into that and that can be, you know, become a pretty consistent uh, you know, part of our offense to be able to score some runs without getting hits. And we strung together good at bats and we also got two out hits. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of good stuff happened. And then moving to the Saturday game. So also to mention from Friday and as well as Sunday, they had about 5,000 people here per, per game. What would, what would you think of the environment as far as playing in front of this type of crowd and this kind of energy in the ballpark? We haven't seen that yet this year. No, it was exciting. You know, it was nice. Um, to see people in a, in a park period, you know, whether it's football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, um, just to see people out, you know, cheering, cheering and enjoying the game. Um, obviously Nebraska has great fans. They're, they're really well supported, um, in all of their sports and their baseball team is, you know, in the, up in the tops with attendance each year and, and they showed up and enjoyed the game and, and, uh, you know, they bring a lot of energy to the park too. So it was exciting kind of like a regional type setting um, with a lot of excitement. And um, it was very fun to be a part of. Yeah, so the Saturday game, Ben Wereski uh, gave up four earned runs over 3.2 innings, uh, five to nothing deficit. The bullpen then from there held it on. The bullpen for the series ended up going over 10 innings without a run earned run allowed. So Justin Sinabaldi came in first, two and a third to really settle it. You got the run there in the fifth. And then in the seventh, it was the back-to-back homers. Josh Rodriguez came in off the bench and then Mike Neister. Do you think that really sparked that comeback there? Yeah. I mean, we got the one run back, right? So that kind of changes the momentum because things were not going our way. They had hit three balls over the fence. The crowd was going crazy. It was a beautiful day. Um, You know, their pitcher was very effective and was locating extremely well. And then, um, you know, we got the, we got the one run back in the fifth and that gave us a little bit of something and, and then we were able to, you know, we were able to get the back-to-back home runs. I think after a walk um, in the seventh inning, Josh was called upon to pinch hit. He came in, got a good count, you know, hit a, hit a monster home run for us. And then Mike, you know, Mike did it right after that. So we got back in the game, and and the energy changed, and the momentum changed a little bit, and we got going. Yeah, and then Parker Scott was able to keep it there in a one-run game. And then tied the game facing the Nebraska closer who hadn't given up a run yet this year. Brito ended up walking to Giorgio single, and then Kevin Welsh got a RBI single. So Kevin has really come on lately. What have you seen from him? He's done. He's been great. Um, brought, a, brought our offense a lot of energy. Um, has nine hits on the season. 
played played sparingly so far. Uh, has played more regular of late. Um, he's a veteran player. He's earned the right to play, and um, we expect him to step up and, and play play like a veteran player. And he's done that for us. Um, I think of his nine hits, five are doubles, and one's a home run. So uh, we're getting we got like 14 RBIs from from Kevin Wells from the last you know couple weeks. So uh, we hope that we hope that keeps going for the next three or four weeks. Yeah, so the tying, tying RBI there in the eighth, and then another scoreless inning from the bullpen. And then in the ninth inning, Neister got the single, or Richie Schiekoffer with the bunt, and then with two outs, Evan Slight fell into an 0-2 count, came through. I mean, Evan seems to be uh, coming in these big spots throughout the year. What do you think about his approach and demeanor has allowed him to be successful in those spots? Very mature for a, for a freshman. Um, we trust him a lot. He's given us consistency, uh, Very, you know, very few times this year has he had a game where he didn't contribute, whether it's on defense or with an at-bat. And so um, he's maturing as a hitter, you know, figuring things out, and he's gotten a lot of big hits. Like, you know, if you could have a player that would go, you know, one for three with an RBI every day, he'd be a great player. And and Evan has been the closest that we've had to consistency uh, every single day. So we're we're proud of that, and and we need that because you got to have consistency, you know, to to be able to weather the ups and downs of of this difficult game of hit trying to hit a baseball. Some guys have great days, and some guys have bad days. And the more guys you can have that are consistent, the better chance you have of winning. And Evans, one of our consistent guys. And then in the ninth inning, Nate McLean comes in. They get a runner at second with no outs and then a runner at third with only one out and a line out and a foul out ends it. So Nate McLean, I mean, you mentioned before his calm demeanor. Do you think that's really effective for him in the back end of the bullpen? Yeah, I mean, he's had his ups and downs. Um, you know, the last couple of weeks we've kind of kind of had a plan with our bullpen and use guys a little bit differently than we've had to use them, you know, in previous weekends. and. Um, you know, they've they've done well. They've really come into the game ready to pitch and they've executed their pitcher the, their pitches and um and really they put out some fires and they've also kept games close and then they've also finished games. So I'm I'm proud of um of uh the maturation that they've showed. They're pitching with more fire and more confidence, and that happens when young guys who haven't been in those roles get out there in meaningful situations. You know, you You'd love for them to be successful right off the bat. Um, we all know that, you know, at this level and in, in this conference, there's going to be some failure for for younger players or players who haven't experienced that before. So we're seeing some nice growth in our bullpen, and we hope it keeps going. And then moving to the Sunday game. So after winning the first two games in, in the top of the first inning, Mike Neister walks on four pitches, Richie goes to three and zero, and then three and two and hits a double. Do you think that really set the tone as far as, you know, this, this team is ready to go and Nebraska, you know, having lost the two games, maybe they got a little bit down. I, I don't think Nebraska got down period They're, I mean, they're really good in, at everything. Um, but what we did was we scoring early. Finally, um, it took the crowd out of the game early because it's really an electric atmosphere. And, you know, you feed on that. Um, and, you know, it's like going on a run in basketball. Like, you know, the, the crowd gets into it. You play better defense. You know, you get there's a lot of exciting things that happen. And by us scoring early, we were able to to calm some of that down. 
we talked about that before the game. We wanted to get on the board early and 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 get into the flow of the game without without things being crazy at the beginning against us. And our guys executed. You know, we got the big hit by Richie, and and then you know we were able to score again in the fourth inning and, and ex- extend the lead. And then um, it gives you a little bit more comfort going into the later innings. Yeah, so that fourth inning rally was a single from Brito, a double from Welsh, and then Sweeney with the shortstop, the middle infield back hit a grounder to shortstop. And then Richie, I think that was another 0-2 count. He was able to turn on one. I mean, you mentioned in the Northwestern series, he had nine hits. You had to talk with him before. He got off to a little bit of a slow start. But it seems like he's producing much more uh, run support uh, lately. You know, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that Richie got off to a bad start. And little by little by little, he's turned things around and now you know when I keep looking at the last 10 games and the last 10 games and the last 10 games uh, he's the leading hitter so um, he's he's getting his hits he's now gone back-to-back weekends with big RBI singles and doubles and key key situations as well as handling the bat you know putting bunts down for us dragging um, sacrificing um, doing little things. And he's very fast on the line, too, so he puts a lot of pressure on the defense. So Rich has been a, a solid, solid contributor, um, you know, uh, in the recent past. And uh, along with Kevin Welch and and, and Evan this weekend, um, you know, Mike Neister has been pretty consistent the whole year as well. So um, those guys did a really good job this weekend. Just speaking of Neister there, he was on base four out of five times. What do you like from Neister as the leadoff hitter? You've had him there a few a few times here recently. I like it when he gets on base, but, you know, um, that's that's the job of the leadoff hitter. But then once you're, once you're the leadoff hitter, there's a new leadoff hitter in each inning, and, and his job is to get on base. So, you know, as you've noticed, Jim, um, our lineup changes every day, um, and it's based on feel. Um, health of the players, matchups, um, studying opposing pitchers, you know, separating high on base guys from high strikeout guys, rolling with hot hitters, kind of playing the game in your mind a little bit before it happens and kind of seeing who might, you know, what might uh, set us up good to, to score. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different things. And our players um, have been really good about just, you know, they don't really care where they hit in the lineup. They just try to do a good job for their team. So there's, they're very unselfish. Um, you know, we'll get to the point uh, at some point. We'll get to the point where there's a lot more consistency and, you know, the lineup might be the same for a few days in a row or, or a month in a row. But right now with, with injuries and, and still figuring stuff out, you know, with, with the ball club, um, a lot of changes happen. So, but Mike's been, you know, Mike's been good at the leadoff spot. You know, uh, Richie's been at the leadoff spot. Lasko's been at the leadoff spot. You know, I think there's probably other guys we put there. So we kind of roll with different things based on how guys are swinging and what we think. And then moving to the mound, Brent Teller struck out the side in the first. Uh, looked like to me that he picked up from where he left off in the Michigan game uh, where he brought a no-hitter into the seventh. This game he ends up going seven innings, two hits, no runs, eight Ks. What did you see from Brent? And do you think he's really turned a corner, or what's been the difference from him lately? Well, I mean, we brought him here because I've seen this firsthand playing against him. Um, so, you know, he feels really good physically. He, he, um, he's in a good rhythm. He has excellent tempo. 
and he's he's throwing hard with really good breaking ball and a really good changeup. So when you throw strikes, quality strikes, and then you're able to, you know, locate when ahead and get weak outs or strikeouts, and his pitch counts have been low. So when you take out hit by batters and walks, um, your pitch counts low, and so then you can you can you know if you're throwing 15, 15, 18 pitches an inning or less you can go deeper into the game and you can be fresher because you, you don't have that long inning or long two innings where you really have to fight to get out of it. And so he's been, he's controlled the count and he's controlled the innings and he's controlled pitch count. And so ultimately he's controlled the games much better uh, in the past couple of starts. So the team got two insurance runs in the ninth and then Dale Stanovich closed it out. So that ended up being the first Rutgers road shutout in the big 10 first uh, road sweep, as we mentioned before. What was the message to the team after this series as you continued to build upon this? I told them I was proud of them and, and you know, excited for, for them to see smiles on their face after two tough weekends in a row. And they, they um, you know, they stepped up to the challenge and they, they proved to everybody they can play at a high level. And then, you know, we're like, okay, let's, let's enjoy this. And then let's, you know, uh, we'll do some schoolwork and get rested up. And, and then, you know, cause we got, we got a tough road in front of us. Like we're, you know, we started like a 14 game grind with all teams that were above us and uh, we're still not through it yet. So um, there's still work to do. And we want to, you know, it, it's kind of a, it's kind of a catch 22 cause you want to, you want to enjoy things. Um, but then you also, you know, immediately you're moving forward as a coach kind of thinking about the other challenges that, that, that are coming down the road. And so, you know, again, I think there's a good feeling. Um, we're getting a lot of contributions from a lot of different guys. And, and, and the only thing that we ask for our players is that they compete hard the whole game, every game, and they're doing it, you know, win or lose, we're doing it. And so we're, um, we're excited about that because good things happen when, when players do that for you. Yeah, now looking ahead uh, this week, so first of all, I wanted to just ask about this. So finals are here at Rutgers. Just what's the the message as far as that, as far as stressing academics? Well, I mean, the kids have done well in school since I've been here, and, and, I, and I can, you know, I'm, I trust that our academic support and, you know, the, is, is in place and they'll continue to finish the semester strong. Uh, it's been a little challenging for everyone with the online classes, but again, you know, guys have done a good job, so hopefully they you know, they're using this downtime right now to meet their academic commitments to get ahead so that when we come out to the baseball field, they're fresh and ready to go. We're not thinking about, you know, history or chemistry or physics. We're thinking about baseball. Um, so there's plenty of time in the day for them to take care of their school and then put that to bed and come out and do the other you know, part of their day. And um, we're, we're hoping that they time manage well and we can get through the next, you know, seven days of finals, which is always tough for college students, especially student athletes who are still in season. And, uh, and then put that behind us and have a couple exciting weeks of baseball left still. Yes, certainly an exciting weekend coming up. This will be the first time you're going to face a team for the second time. Saw Indiana on opening day and also uh, or won 2-1, to one, and then Indiana won the game on Saturday. Then, of course, just played Nebraska this last weekend. What are the challenges of facing a team for the second time you know, so quickly in the case of Nebraska and then having to see Indiana again. Yeah. Well, it seems like we just keep playing the first place team over and over again. And, and uh, you know, it's a, it's a really tough stretch. Like 
to play three consecutive weekends against the first place team, all who are nationally ranked, is is quite a challenge. I, I don't think I've ever experienced that, and and nor has our team. So, um, you know, we got another we got another another weekend uh, to look forward to and to prepare for. Um, we're playing at home, and which will be nice to be at home. And and uh, again, you know, there's there's no letdowns in this conference, you know, top to bottom. But we're certainly being challenged um, with all the teams at the top right now, and uh, we're just going to do our best to try to get through it. Yeah, so this weekend it's it's six games at Baton Field over four days. Rutgers will start off with two games versus Indiana and then two games against Nebraska. So, Coach, thanks for your time, and we look forward to seeing you out at the field again this week. All right. Thanks, Jim. And thanks for listening to another edition of the Inside Rutgers Athletics Podcast.